Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Our Father podcast. This is Rich. About two and a half years ago, my producing partner, Rudy Mendoza, bugged a confessional in a Catholic church, revealing to us the deepest, darkest secrets of the congregation. We've been releasing these recordings as episodes of the podcast every two weeks. Earlier this year, Rudy went on the run from what I can only, only assume was a secret ancient Catholic order looking to silence his work. This is the only possible conclusion. A few months ago, Rudy's belongings, his glasses, a pair of tennis shoes, and 15 bottles of hot sauce were found abandoned in an Albanian forest. Rudy has been presumed dead by the Albanian government. I've decided to continue his work. This is Our Father, and on today's show, this mother seeks to learn how much is too much. Uh, come in. Please be seated. <clears throat> Fuck. All right. Oh, um, we just, uh, sorry. I, uh, I don't have time. Oh, no. Um, uh, actually, uh, I just wanted to say. This lighting you, is not good. That's. Well, it's meant to be okay. dark, so I yeah. can't see who is making yeah, the for, for who? Uh, I mean, for most, who? For, for you, mostly, or whoever is in the... You understand I don't do this often. Uh, I, was, I gathered that. Um, but, uh, uh, so why don't we just take it a step at a time? Yeah. Uh, Let's so, start the pony show. Well, it's a very sacred ritual in the Catholic Church, not a pony show. And I, I do think that's a matter of opinion. Uh, fair enough. I so, have more sacred ways I'd like to spend my Tuesday. Oh. Uh, well, why don't we just start off with that? How long has it been since your last confession? Um, what part of my body language didn't say never? Uh, there's not a lot of lighting, so I couldn't tell. That's why it's called body language. Lighting doesn't matter. You just feel it. Uh, oh, I, I don't... You just sense it. I, it's difficult with the grate between the uh, two halves mm. of the... Anyway, We're uh, off to a great start. Uh, you know, why don't we just take it from, um, what would you like to confess? Here we go. I'll have you know I Googled it beforehand to find out what people usually do in a scenario like this, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> fine. Yeah. Forgive me, Father, because I'm told that I have maybe sinned. Uh, fair enough. Uh, why don't you tell me what the, uh, the sin, the supposed sin... Well... The supposed sin is that apparently being an overprotective mother mm -hmm. who looks out for her kids mm -hmm. and is a little pushy. That's what my sin is. Oh, well, I don't think taking care of your family is a sin in itself. Uh, maybe, you know, there's associated, uh, associated actions or consequences with those actions. That yeah, I, I don't know. But my, my name is Mrs. McLean, and I don't know if you've heard the deafening chatter about me across the city, but no one's a fan of me right now. Oh. 
No so, one's a fan. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, I, I don't really get in on the rumor mill too much, just what people say in here. So. I donate. I'm a mm-hmm. good woman. I do the best that I can. I guess I get a little too passionate sometimes. Well, uh, I, I get that. But do you know how many gardens I've saved? And now no one will treat me like a law-abiding citizen at all. So I guess I'm here to say sorry. Okay, uh, it's not necessarily me or uh, or God you have to say sorry to, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, uh, how many gardens have you saved? Uh, I, I'm in the double digits now. Um, well, I guess why don't we start at the beginning? Uh, what is the uh, what was it that you were that you were doing? You said you were being overprotective of your family, or I'm going to tell you something okay. right now. That goes for you and whoever else is listening, God or whatever else is uh-huh. in this box that I'm in. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not doing well for my pores. I'll uh, tell you that. Yeah, we, we're, we're working on that. It's the, for some reason, all the humidity just gets sucked out of the air in here, and we don't know why. Fix it immediately. We're, Maybe people will come to this more. We tried. We put. A, we tried putting an electric kettle in here. We tried putting a humidifier one time. Uh, nothing seems to work. That's because you're using chump change to fix the problem now. Okay, sorry. I don't take shit. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Just, uh, sorry, I meant to mention this earlier. If you uh, would refrain from using, um, let's say, um, colorful language in the uh, confessional. What? I, I said I don't. That's strong and colorful. I don't see anything else in that sentence that was wrong. I can't argue with that. Go on. Okay. I don't take, I'll say it again, shit <sighs> from anybody. And I don't care if it's age. And I don't care what it is about you. But if I get hurt or someone else gets hurt, I do what I do. To solve the problem. I got mad at my husband last week and I put him in a lasso. What? Yeah, that's right. I sent him to therapy for that. I'm not sorry about that. That's, believe it or not, not why I'm here today. Okay, we should probably circle back to that. But uh, why are you here today? I guess I have a strong personality, and I look out for my four little baby girls Mm -hmm. a little bit too much. Now, Mm -hmm. they're very pretty, and I don't know if you know this, Sir Priester, or whatever you are. Priest is right. Uh, Okay, whatever. I won't be coming back. But when, when you're very pretty, people attack you, okay? I know it. I've lived it my whole life. I had breasts before everyone. And that meant I had no friends in middle school and high school. It's the price you pay, okay? They're very pretty. They're very smart. And they're unique little girls. And they're suffering on the playground because of it. Oh, so they're being bullied. I would think so. I think that they should be put on pedestals. But instead, people are putting their hands in their underpants. Oh, goodness. And they're stealing their bows. And they're doing things like making them wait in line patiently and quietly. And I won't have any of that. Well, um, <clears throat> the first two, uh, I'm with you on. Uh, those That shouldn't be happening. Um, no one's bows should ever be stolen. Um, I, yeah, that's the one thing we agree on. Uh, well, and, yeah, but... Uh, when you say they shouldn't have to wait in line. They're clearly better than everyone. Well, uh, that's, you see, uh, I, I can't believe I'm explained. The uh, uh, waiting in line is uh, sort of a, a democratic procedure. It's a way that, in a, in a way, we're, we're all sort of equal. The, the first people to show up are the first ones to get their shot at whatever it is, whether it's movie tickets or um, 
you know, checking out at the convenience store. Or... Yeah, yeah. See, it's that kind of thinking that I mm-hmm. think is dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you tell all your kids that everyone's equal and good enough and has something to bring to this world, yeah. that's how we mess up society that oh. way. That's all backwards. I think it's clear some of us are better than others. And if you take one look at my four little pretty princesses, it's very clear that they are. Well, uh... See, that's uh, I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't necessarily agree with you on that one. Well, I haven't seen. I haven't seen your four pretty princesses. Uh, Do you, I brought. I brought their glamour shots. Would you? Can you? Can you change the lighting? I'll show you them. I can't change the lighting. That's another. Uh, that's fine. You know, I have a flashlight. Okay. Well, if you just yeah, if you just put up up against the uh, the grill there and. Uh, this is Penny. Oh, she's adorable. Isn't she? Yes. She's got crystal blue eyes and a little button nose. And by golly, does she wear pigtails with the best of them. Look at those bows. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They look great on her. You know what doesn't look great? Mm. When those bows are in some shit-eating little piece Uh, of crap's hands on the playground. Well, it sounds like your kids have been the victims of some some bullying and some uh, maybe some teasing. Yeah. Yeah, some childhood terrorism. I would call it bullying. Um... What did uh, what did you do? How how did you address that? Well, my girls are a little bit too pretty to fight on their own, and I think that they're young to do that too. So, like any good mother, I look out for them and I put matters into my own hands. If that means going into someone's backyard, then mm-hmm. so be it. You uh, went into someone's backyard. Yeah, of for, course I did. For to protect your daughters to pick up their little puppy and tell them that if they tell Peggy one more time that her bows are ugly as sin, I will punch that dog in the face. Wow. Uh, well, first off, uh, you should never punch a puppy. I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's like explicitly stated somewhere in the Bible, but I feel like the church is pretty solid on that one. I don't like that. You're just making up things I'm doing wrong here. Well, I mean, you're the one who said you were going to punch a puppy. I know, and everybody else says that that's maybe incorrect, but you mm-hmm. need to go by the book, sir. Okay, well, then uh, literally going by the Bible, um, well, we're not supposed to sacrifice animals, so I guess that's uh, tangentially that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh. whatever. I agree Agree to disagree. We're also not supposed to pick on pretty girls, but we're doing that all the time now, too. Oh, fair enough. And uh, sorry, you said it was uh, Penny and Peggy? Yeah. And then there was also Macy. Macy's the extra talented one. She was the first one to learn how to tie her shoes, and she plays an accordion like a professional. I don't know why we would have anything to pick on there, but we do. Accordion? Yeah. I know it's unusual, mm-hmm. but we want them to be versatile. Well, I'm wondering, have, uh, have they ever had to stand up for themselves? You know, uh, it sounds like you're very protective of your daughters, and, and that's wonderful. That's, you know, every, every mother should protect her family. But I'm wondering, uh, have you ever given them the agency to fight their own battles? I mean, I know that they can, but the whole point is that they're supposed to be pretty and quiet. So that's what the whole issue is. And they're little. They have fragile little princess hands. If they start punching people and handling things, their fingers are going to be ruined for engagement rings one day. I don't know if it's just the engagement rings they should worry about. You know, uh, it sounds like, uh, well, um, I'm sorry. I forgot your daughter's name. Ma- I need Ma- you to pay attention. Hey, sorry. I got Penny and Peggy and then the, the M through me. I, I should be I should be shopping right now. It's Penny mm-hmm. and Peggy, Peggy and Macy. Macy. Uh-huh. Uh, like the store. Got it. Exactly. But better. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, I mean, it sounds like that she's at least got her own interests. Uh, she's uh, she plays the accordion. Uh, she's not the only one. As I said, versatility is massive in this family. I'll have you know that Peggy is a professionally amateur synchronized swimmer. Profession. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. and do you know she found that one all on her own? I tried to put oh, really? her in soccer, and she said, "No, no, no! I found my own passion, and I let her chase it." And that's a difficult—that's uh, a difficult uh, calling, synchronized swimming. I would say so. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it's—it's it's not something like with soccer you can practice in the backyard. If you're a synchronized swimmer, well, you have to not only find a pool, but you have to find like seven other people who will do the same thing as you. Exactly. Exactly. And she seems to be doing just fine in that kind of an environment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Penny, my goodness, do you know she's already riding BMX bikes? What? How old is Penny? Penny is eight. Oh, wow. And, she, and she's tough as nails, but mama's tougher. Okay. And just like, did she have her, she has her own, she's her, her own BMX bike, like, like on the dirt courses? Yeah. It's called Dragon. Dragon? She named it Dragon. The Oh, the bike. Yeah. That is terrible. That is Awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah, she places first oh, man. in every race, too. Not to brag, but. I had a bike I gave a name to. Call it Ted. It sounds like Dragon would whoop Ted's ass. It's That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. And now I left the best for last. Mm-hmm. The youngest and the best for last. Mm-hmm. Nellie. My fourth and last born. She came out with a muscle tone that I had never seen on an infant. <laughs> and I I didn't take that many supplements during our pregnancy. Mm. I smoked a few cigarettes. Okay, oh. Do I have to apologize for that? Probably, just not to me. Okay. Me and my doctor had a falling out, so I don't oh. need to worry about it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> now... Nellie came out with the muscle tone, and I turned to my now dead husband. (laughs) That lasso incident, I said, if you're not strong enough to survive a lasso, you're no man for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I said, if we don't get her into professional wrestling right now, we're wasting everything that we've worked so hard to conceive. Okay. Okay. So we paired her up with other babies in the neighborhood and we created a cushioned little wrestling ring and we had her body slamming these little tykes Mm -hmm. from before preschool. And the other babies in the neighborhood were like those fit their families were into this. Well, we definitely lured them over to the house under the term pizza party. Mm-hmm. Um, and we said there would be recreation. Uh-huh. But, you know, we kept it vague, so it's not our fault. Um, I have a multiple-part question about this. Sure. Um, first up, did she win? All the time. Oh, uh, congratulations. Unbelievable force in that tiny body. And was this a, uh, a bracket-style system or more of like a Royal Rumble cage match? Definitely system? Royal Rumble cage match. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it was just last person stand, last baby standing ba- or and was, crawling. And it was her every time. Hmm. Yeah. No, she came out walking. She oh, wow. came out walking. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So like it literally, she had, her body was able to do things that we've never seen before. She's one of the wonders of the world. Well, I, I've got to tell you, it sounds like you have uh, four amazing daughters. I think, and, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're de- definitely on the same page there. Uh, I just uh, think that maybe, uh, how do I put this? Um, maybe you're uh, being a little too protective and uh, of them. 
father, I'm going to hit you with a scenario. You tell me oh, what scenario. you, as a, as a parent, if you could be one, I still don't understand that, but if you could be one, what mm-hmm. you would do. Nellie got her mozzarella sticks okay. for lunch. Okay. We all know that's a fantastic source of fuel and protein. Mm-hmm. When Timmy came by and he stole a few, don't you think that warrants me finding Timmy, giving him a wet willy in each ear and pulling his hair? I think so. I would have, and if I was in your shoes, and again, I'm not you, um, I probably would have tracked down Timmy, and I probably would have said something along the lines of, hey, don't take people's mozzarella sticks, it makes them feel bad, and then ask for an apology. I think that takes too much time. And I believe in an eye for an eye kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's going to interfere with her long-standing wrestling career, like, I need to interfere with his safety. His safety? Yeah. Uh, like by uh, physically assaulting. How old is Timmy? He's the same age, so he's he's five. Oh, see, uh, uh, I'm going to say that, that that's a little bit of a of a lopsided uh, a lopsided conflict there. Yeah, you know, but what I think is lopsided is how they're the same age, and she's mm-hmm. a little beautiful girl, and he's a boy, and she's much stronger than he is at the same age. So if he doesn't want it to be lopsided, maybe he needs to toughen up. Well, I mean, it's certainly good motivation. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, uh, there's something that I'd, I'd recommend you try. And that's, uh, you know, looking at, at what, your, uh, what your daughters can do and uh, what they're capable of. Uh, see what happens if you don't stand up for them. Just once. Next time you oh. see something happen. Next time you see a mozzarella stick get stolen. Next time you see a bow get stolen. Just take a second and stand back and just watch what happens. I, I couldn't. That would make me a terrible parent. Well, uh, uh, counterpoint, uh, I think that also might teach your daughters that they need to rely on themselves and that uh, they're not always going to be protected in the world. Yeah, we, you, we, don't, see, we don't see eye to eye on that. At all. At all. You have to understand, I chose this life of housewife. So through each of my four daughters, I'm vicariously living out my own personal dreams. Ah, well. You know, like it was, my arms were too short for swimming, and I didn't have those biceps for wrestling. So this is on a deeper level for me. uh, See, that's part of it, too, is are you sure your daughters really want to do these things? Like, are you sure that Nellie wants to be a wrestler and that? Macy wants to be an accordion player? I, they're still smiling every now and again, so they seem fine. Gosh, uh, I'm wondering, uh, you know, for this this confession, you're, you're wondering if it's a sin to be overprotective? Well, I know that's not a sin, but well, I right. guess everyone thinks that I shouldn't be putting my hands on kids that aren't mine. I would agree with that. Well, what would you do if someone put uh, hands on one of your daughters? Murder them. Well, see, there you go. You have, to, you, you have to look at it from the other different. side. It's different. No, it's, I think it's exactly the same. You can't. I mean, you kill a peasant, the community's going to be fine. You kill the queen, there's chaos. You know, well, well, it's about status. Wasn't it like twelve fifteen that the they they drafted a document that said that specifically wasn't okay to kill a peasant? I I wouldn't know. I mean, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Okay. I'm saying it theoretically speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this community is better off whenever our family's intact and they can lead the way with their amazing talents. And anyone who tries to undermine that is hurting themselves immediately. Well, um, gosh, there's so many parables that I could choose from. Um, 
Let's go with uh, the story of Joseph. Mm-hmm. He had a really cool coat, like lots of colors, patchwork, uh, really rich fabrics and things. And his brothers uh, were super jealous of him. Now, Joseph's dad was really overprotective and wouldn't, uh, and, uh, wouldn't let the brothers pick on Joseph. So they waited until the moment his back was turned. And the second that his back was turned, they sold him off. They, they got rid of him, stole his coat. And uh, Joseph ended up being a prisoner of the Pharaoh. Okay. And I'm just saying, you know, they, that was kind of a situation that was created by Joseph's parents being too overprotective and uh, too uh, accommodating and giving him too many nice gifts and treating him as the favorite. And I think it's also created by not, them not fully getting the job done. You know? How's that? I just don't think they could fully get the job done. What do you mean by get the job done? I don't know. Like overprotection is different. Like overprotection through fear and force. I mean, these are all factors that don't affect my life. I came in here to talk about myself. So are you saying that maybe your worry is that you should be taking more extreme measures? That's the direction I was headed in. But now local businesses won't serve me. Oh, no. So you're, you're being shunned by society. I mean, I would say so. I mean, I went in to get a dozen cream puffs this morning, and everyone started yelling, and they just kicked me out. I can't even be a patron. Gosh, I mean, that's got to feel bad when you know other people treat you in a way that you don't want to be treated, right? Yeah, this is the first time I'm experiencing it. Well, you know, I, I think that's the lesson right there. Do, do you, do you follow? what? Oh. Um, um, no, I don't. Oh, that uh, you should do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. So if, if you, like your daughters, obviously uh, great kids deserve, uh, you know, deserve the accolades that they're getting. But if uh, you're not reciprocating that to the other parents, eventually they're going to stop uh, giving that, uh, that treatment to you and your, in your family. Hmm. Okay. I could mm-hmm. see what you're saying, that that is the fast track to being able to order my cream puffs at the bakery again. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, be, be, yeah. Be, be nice to people. Yeah, give them compliments. Uh, you know, uh, do, you know, even if they they don't maybe say the nicest things, just sometimes let it slide and and say uh, and just kind of laugh it off. And uh, eventually, they'll realize you know maybe you changed a little bit. Maybe there's mm. there's no need for that conflict anymore. Do you need to be medicated in order to behave like that? Uh, I haven't. But okay, that I, just I, seems like an unusual level of kindness. Well, I mean, it, it, wouldn't it be great if we lived in a world where it wasn't though? But that's not realistic. Well, I mean, it could be. <laughs> you need to open I mean, your eyes. Hmm? Do you step outside this church? <laughs> uh, not as often as I'd like. Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, so think about what would happen if, uh, you know, uh, the, the people who serve, you know, the, the cream puffs to you at the bakery, uh, w- uh, what if they actually liked you? And, like, they didn't just fear you. What if they were, what if they were eager to give you cream puffs? I thought fear and lacking were usually kind of like the same thing. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, so many examples. Uh, uh, I'll go back to, uh, man, I'm really stuck on pharaohs today. Um, uh, back in the, uh, back in Exodus, uh, everyone was afraid of the pharaoh there, but no one liked the pharaoh. So the second the chance came to, you know, uh, get, you know, make their way out of there and, uh, uh, for God to get revenge, you know, to, to protect his people, boom, they took it. Got it. But the thing is, maybe a pharaoh hadn't been such a jerk to everybody and, uh, treated everyone as equals. Well, then maybe things could have been a lot smoother. We wouldn't have, you know, the cool pyramids and stuff. Uh, but, you know, I think that's a cost that's worth paying for people living better lives. It sounds a little boring to me, but I can get on board. Yeah. It sounds a little boring. 
Uh, that's that's something I always run into when I, whenever I go out to see action movies. Yeah. Because like, if people were just reasonable and nice to each other. There'd would, be no plot. Right. Yeah. That'd be a boring movie. Exactly. But, I mean, every, all the characters would be much happier, though. You know, l- less of their friends blown up, less of their cars blown up, less of their buildings blown up. Uh, but I guess for a viewing audience, it's not as exciting. Yeah. I think a movie like that would go straight to DVD. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I think it has. I think there's a lot of, like, Kevin Sorbo movies that fall into that category. Yeah, none of that. Mm -hmm. None of that. And, I mean, maybe maybe I am wrong for for having all my girls and I watch Celebrity Deathmatch together. And, 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 you know, maybe they shouldn't be watching The Sopranos and other things like that. But I think there are valuable lessons. Maybe it's what I'm putting on in the house, you know. That you are who you are and defend it no matter what. Well, I mean, I, I can't I can't argue with that necessarily. Uh, I'm just saying maybe be a little nicer about it. You know, uh, uh, leave some space for uh, for people to, to be nice back to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that the next time someone picks on Peggy mm-hmm. because her ears are abnormally large. Are they? So people say. Okay. Not I think they're perfect. Mm-hmm. So you're saying I should ask for permission before I rightfully give a little boy a wedgie? Is that the nicer way of doing it? I mean, te- technically the answer is yes. But you, you shouldn't really be asking if you should give a, a child a wedgie in the first place. That's really not, that shouldn't even be an option on the table. But if he doesn't say no, it's well, kind of fair game. I don't think that that's true either. In fact, I think that's uh, uh, explicitly not the way that works. Uh, maybe you should ask, uh, excuse me, uh, your little boy did something uh, mean and called and said my daughter had big ears. Uh May I reprimand him? Okay. And then you could tell him that he, what he said was wrong and that it made other people feel bad and he should apologize. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, but I can't be held responsible for what I try to do to that little boy when his mother's not looking. I hope you know that. Well, I think you can. That's, that's literally how it works, is that if you decide to take an action, mm. you're responsible for that action. You know, I'm not – I don't think this is going well. And I thought hmm. I thought in usual settings like this, the customer's always right. Well, it's not really a it's not really a, a retail experience. Can Can I speak to your manager? My my manager? Yeah. You, like God. Whoever it is, you uh, don't know the name of your own manager. Well, you I, don't know your own manager. I don't really have a, a manager. I, I've, I'm overseen by the diocese, so there's the bishop who. Uh, Listen, I'll have you know, I'm a super reviewer on Yelp. Oh. We, I, I don't know if our church is on Yelp. I'm going to create a page today oh, when I get what? home. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, uh, look, we survive. No one wants to go to a two-star church. Look, we, we, we survive entirely by word of mouth, so that, that, that would really kill our numbers right there. And you see, I get around town, so I'll make sure everybody knows. I just don't think that this establishment is really well run. Well, I, I take some offense to that. I think we do as good a job as we can, and you know, we're dealing with all sorts of things. You know, we've... We always try to keep the donation numbers up. We try to make sure that people show up to the spaghetti social to try to keep the confessional uh, humidified. And there's a lot uh, that we have to juggle here. I still think you're really missing the mark. I mean, I'm walking out of this more offended than I am when I walked in. I'm wondering, was there a possibility that wouldn't be the case? I haven't been offended in 15 years. Really? Yeah. What was the last thing that offended you? A subway woman looked at me, and she said to me on the train, it was the first time I went to New York, and I knew mm-hmm. that city was stupid, but I went there anyway, and I got on the train, and she said, 
you come here often? And I said, that's disgusting because I look at the people who come there often and they don't know how to dress or control their bowel movements. And I said, do you think I'm one of them? Do you think I'm that man jerking off behind a newspaper over there? We are not the same. And she, she got scared. She backed away. She went to get off on her stop and I pulled her back onto the train to tell her just how offended I was. I started yelling. Then other people started yelling. And I don't know if that was in support of me or against it. But I said, I don't come here often. I'm from the South where everyone's classy and responsible. Okay? And then we we had it out, mostly me pushing her around a lot. And then eventually I just pushed her off the train. But let me, I haven't let that go. I haven't been back to New York since. Well, I feel like you really got your point across on uh, uh, on that train. I think I did too. And I said to myself, I said, I'm going to have a pretzel. I'm going to calm down. But I'm, I'm never coming back to this open free speech hell called Manhattan ever again. And from that day forward, I said, I'm not taking offense to anything. I'm not going to let myself be offended. You don't know the names that I've been called since then. You have no idea. But I choose to let it go in one ear and out the other. And this is the first time in 15 years that I feel like my ego's bruised. Did you see any shows while you were in New York? Cats was fantastic. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't I didn't mean to cause offense. I just wanted to offer sort of my perspective and the church's perspective on your on your situation. Uh, mm-hmm. um, oh boy. Um I guess uh are you a member of the church? Absolutely not. Oh. Well I can't offer you forgiveness. I can I can tell you what I think you should do to atone for all for all this but uh yeah i'd love to hear more because i'm gonna write a very detailed review oh uh, so yeah what do you think i should do to be better um i'd say uh, uh stop physically assaulting uh other people's kids that language is strong well i mean it's, it is what it is i guess mm-hmm. um and then uh you know uh this and this is this isn't anything you have to do i i, I know I, I i'm not the boss here i can just offer i can just offer advice um I think uh, maybe apologizing to uh, some of those parents, uh, and you know, uh, maybe you know, maybe you've overstepped some lines on uh, on uh, on what disciplining other people's kids should look like. So maybe you know, going to the the, uh, the bakery, and if you see someone who who's booing you out of there or throwing cream puffs at you, just say, "Hey, I'm 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 sorry. I stepped. I crossed the line. Let's be friends. Let me buy you a cream puff." I could try that. I could yeah. consider it. Yeah. Just think of of uh, of uh, what. Uh, how about this? From now on. Before you take any action against someone or their kids, think, uh, what action would I want them to take towards me and my kids? Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is worship, but... Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so work towards that. Mm-hmm. Work towards that. Yeah, and you can do baby steps. You don't, you don't have to immediately you know, change, change your whole life, but maybe just uh, give someone a compliment. Like maybe if they're wearing a shirt that's not horrible... You just go. Well, that's a, not a. That's not a bad that's shirt. That's a not that horrible shirt. Well, maybe like like uh, that shirt looks okay on you. Okay. Yeah. You, you bought yourself an okay decent shirt. Uh, you know what? That's an improvement. I'm gonna take okay. it. I'm gonna chalk this up as a W. You know what? I think that all things considered, you're a good man. This was value. I learned something from it. I just wish I didn't have to learn it like this. That's all. But uh, uh, thank you for coming in. Uh, great to talk to you. And uh, don't worry, we're working on the humidity problem. Okay, please. If I ever, and I won't ever have to come back, I hope it's fixed. We'll also try to get a ring light in here. That'd be fantastic.
And that concludes another episode of the Our Father podcast. Thanks, as always, to our priest, Father Patrick Connolly. You can see Patrick perform every Saturday night with World News Tonight at the I.O. Theater in Chicago. You can also see him perform Thursdays at 9 p.m. with Max A.C. at the Bughouse Theater. Our guest confessor this episode was Brittany Brave. You can find Brittany on Twitter at BrittBrave and Instagram at BrittanyTheBrave, as well as performing stand-up comedy at the Misfit Hive in New York headlining on September 13th at 8 p.m. Also, special thanks to Rudy Mendoza and Spencer Hamilton. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. This helps us in the podcast rankings, helping others find enlightenment. Also, if you would like to donate to the show, please go to patreon.com slash arcade audio and send us your tithings. Follow us on Twitter at OurFatherPod and send emails of your own confessions to arcadeaudio.net slash confessions. Until next time, I'm Rich. God bless. I think I got a little out of control there at some point. Sorry about that. <laughs> at one point, I did. I definitely had a moment where I was like, what the fuck is coming out of my mouth? Like a couple of points. I was like, what is... Hello, listener. I'm Nick Lathan, creator of Riverside Falls. And I'm Peyton Lynch, co-host of Queer Movie Night. We're both very excited about Halloween coming up. Not just the holiday, though, but the new Halloween film coming this October. That's why we've come together like Voltron to host Welcome to Haddonfield, a limited-run Patreon-exclusive podcast focusing on the Halloween film franchise. Planned guests for Welcome to Haddonfield include Rich Camelucci from Podswoggle, as well as Spencer and Johnny from Dilettante Ball. It's an arcade audio lovin' for the Halloween films. If you'd like to check out Welcome to Haddonfield, please subscribe to Arcade Audio's Patreon by going to patreon.com slash arcade audio. The first episode comes out on August 6th. Be there or the boogeyman will get you. The boogeyman will get you. The boogeyman boogeyman will will get you. you. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.